a billion dollar industry pouring money into marketing campaigns designed to make you hate yourself. So I wanted to take a moment to remind you that you do not have to. Hi, Zosties. So I have a public service announcement. Hide your man, hide your brothers, hide whoever, because bitch, I got lash extensions. You can't tell me shit right now. That's all I wanted to say. I have a master's degree in this. I get very angry when people start promoting diets in their lives. And I have to go. I can't be around it. I am a fat person and you're attacking me by opening your mouth and saying shitty things about your fat body. Be careful on what you say and what you are perpetuating. Because it's all tied to racism and eugenics. You're being a racist when you start promoting weight loss. It is August 29th, 2023. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the, all my links. It has all of his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Here I am, Stu, and I'm ready to go. Stu, I'm going to pose a question to you after I vent for a little while, okay? Uh, now, y'all don't know this about Stu, but he bench presses about 450 pounds, right, Stu? Stu's a horse. And, of course, I'm a horse, too. Right, Stu? That is factually accurate. That's factually accurate. So I was at this place called North End Juice the other day here in Richmond. It's a walk-up juice bar, and they sell, and they sell a bunch of organic food and things like that. And I noticed the patronage was probably, except for me, 39, um, was between 20 and 30 years old. There was a long line because I went right at lunchtime. There were 16 people in line, including me. 14 of them were obese, not just fat, but obese. And, um, you know, pale skin, nasty looking pretty much. Uh, tatted up everywhere and um i think we've got a national emergency on our hands with the weakness of this age group and i was talking to somebody today uh, why why um one thought is it's social media and that people just have to have its instant gratification so you see a a, a, a some twinkies on the shelf um and you gotta eat them um, you don't have the cognitive ability to go, hmm, if I don't eat a gallon of ice cream and tw Twinkies because I want the instant gratification and wait three or four months and eat vegetables and fruit, maybe I won't look like shit. Um, another theory is it's helicopter parenting that just kids get whatever they want. They never have to work. By the way, I don't know if we posted this last week, but I wrote an article, Real Clear Markets, about how important it is for kids to work in the boiling hot sun um, and get toughened up. But um, I don't know, Stu, but it's just shocking to me. Um, um, so what do you think, Stu? Why is this? It's a few things. I think a lot of the food that we eat today is hyper-processed. You know, if I go out to dinner at any restaurant, they're not using cooking oils that I think are safe for human consumption. They're using canola. They're new, they're using rapeseed oil. 
Uh, these are things that they can technically make vegan food with, vegetarian food. You know, God forbid you used butter. God forbid you used coconut oil. God forbid you used olive oil. It's cheaper to use a crappier oil, save a bunch of money. And, you know, these are things that give yourself human inflammation in your stomach. These are things that, you know, kill you. Uh, so I don't think the food that's available to... Okay, what's up? Okay, Stu, I'm going to cut you off here, all right? <laughs> because when I was growing up, everybody ate that shit. And nobody was fat like this. They, they, um, ate, they ate a fraction of it. I mean, they... And this, I, I will say this, too, at this North End Juice thing, it's a bunch of organic... Everybody's ordering, hey, I'll have the organic this and the organic that. And they're fucking 70 pounds overweight. Well, go look at, go to any sort of ve vegetarian, vegan, pre-made food item and look at the ingredients list. It's going to be a list of 30 things. It's not three ingredients. I mean, I mean, I can go off on this. I mean, so like, I know you're a hoss and you eat well. I get that. I mean, All right. Uh, but I think it's something else going on here. With it, these it, it's a tan. It's I mean, like anything, it's multifaceted where you also have like Vogue saying, you know, health at any size, big is beautiful. I mean, the whole body positivity thing, um, the bad diet thing, I think SSRIs, um, certain kinds of birth control make you fat. I mean, you take you take a woman who's in that demographic that you say she might be able to do telehealth, some sort of antidepressant that's gonna mess with her weight, uh, telehealth, birth control that could make her heavier, you know, everything is processed. And then, you know, she opens up her Instagram and it says you can be beautiful at any size. So th those are four different factors that could possibly be all adding up together. It's, it's a snowball effect, but I mean, but for me, it's the processed nature of the food, but that's, that's the one, number one. That is, that is the, t that is the head of the beast to me, but yeah. Well, I think people can learn up and say, I'm not going to eat processed food. I think some of this is a culture that says, um, I want to give up. I don't want to try. Um, anyway. All right. We'll talk I mean, about this. You could, you could, I mean, you could call it a death spiral, the death spiral of uh, younger generations where, you know, they embrace nihilism and, you know, well, they the, think the world's going to end because of the climate change, too. So why not, you know, be fat and happy, as they say. But it's the, you know, if it's not bimbofication, it's almost like you're making yourself into a monster. Did you, you know? say bimbofication? Yeah. Bimbofying yourself. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I mean, effectively, that's what I think the Kardashians have made all their money off. You know, doing the lip injections, doing the Brazilian butt lift. It's not like they naturally look like that. They've accentuated their things to a bimbo level. Yeah, well, these people I saw were unbimbo. They accentuated themselves to a grossly obese um, aesthetic. And, um, and, you know, not just their weight, but... Um, you know, also, you know, you wait for your food. So I always like to be in the sunshine, Stu. Uh, um, and I noticed everybody was huddled up against the, all these fat people were, were huddled up against the wall of this building as if if they got a ray of sunshine, it would kill them. But, okay. <laughs> That's okay. 
We'll, we'll move on. Okay, the fires in Hawaii. All right. I think I said this, Stu. It's always the case. I mean, Jesus Christ, they talk about climate change, this and that. And you know what it was. We, I think I said exactly what it was, what started this. It's the same thing that starts it in California all the time. It's the power companies. They're under a great amount of stress because of all the um, environmental wacko stuff they make them do. They don't have the money to trim the um, easements of brush and the power lines go down and you've got all this brush that anybody in a normal state that doesn't have the environmental wackos knows you have to trim those lines or else you're going to start a fire. And um, we found out now that the county uh, in Hawaii, Maui, has sued Hawaii Electric Company because that's exactly what they did. Apparently, there were four spots in which the power lines were down. They did not turn the power lines off, and nobody had trimmed uh, the easements where the power lines were. Now, I don't know enough about this, but I know what happened with PG&E, uh, Pacific Gas, in California. They're on the verge of um, bankruptcy, and the environmentalists there won't let them trim um, where these lines are when it runs through some sort of government property or national forest. So anyway, um, it's typical, but government fucks everything up. Speaking of government, there's all this news now about um, new COVID viruses out there and that the present administration is going to pay a bunch of money for a new vaccine and it's going to be forced upon us. Um, already, I think they're asking for $5 billion. Um, and it's funny how this always happens in election season, uh, but obviously that money is going to be used um, for purposes, just like it was in 2020. Um, something very disturbing is going on, Stu. The FBI just seems like, just thinks they can go into, attack people's houses in the morning and kill the inhabitants uh, at, at will. And they don't owe any explanation to anybody. This happened, we talked about this a week or two ago, happened in Utah. Um, fat guy who couldn't even move. Same thing happened in Tennessee, disabled U.S. veteran. Their company's name was Theodore Drescher, Dreschler. Um, the FBI raids his house, kills him, just shoots him dead. And um, they won't tell the family why they were there. And again, all you have to do is knock on the door and say, hello, is Mr. Dreschler there? And they say, yes, I'll go get him. He's in the lazy boy. He goes, you, he comes to the front door. You put the handcuffs on him. If you have a, a warrant and he's done something bad, you just don't go shoot people. And the reason I think they just go shoot these folks is because they want to send a message uh, to anybody who might uh, be in any kind of political opposition to the government that they're going to kill you. That's what I got to say, Stu. Robert Kennedy Jr., you know, the Kennedys are an interesting clan, and there's a lot about them not to like. Joe Kennedy was, uh, he was a crook. He was a bootlegger. He um, manipulated the stock market. Uh, he was a 
sex pervert. His children were that way. Um, Teddy was. JFK, of course, we know about him. JFK was not a kook, though. I mean, he had some policies. A lot of his policies, one would say today, were conservative. Um, and, our, and, you know, Robert Kennedy, the one who was shot in 68, you know, he was kind of a choir boy. I mean, he's, he had the romantic uh, balances, um, but he really did want to go after the mafia. Uh, and he was really interested in justice. And it seems like Junior's kind of a chip off the old block. I think he's got some real morality to him, uh, some values. Now, I'm sure he's a to my way of thinking, he's a left-wing kook about some things, but I think he's he's honest, and I kind of appreciate an honest liberal. And as I've said before in this podcast, he can speak meth methodically um, at length, uh, factually, logically, about a number of issues. Does seem to see the tyranny in government, um, um, that's going on, the weaponization of our departments of government, the uh, the violation of free speech, uh, the crookedness. Um, you know, Joe Biden won't even give him Secret Service detail. You know, his father and his uncle were shot dead. He, you know, the law demands that he gets it and he hasn't gotten it yet. Um, anyway, so 31%, um, that's pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, Tucker Carlson is in Hungary. And as you know, Hungary is probably the only state in Europe that hadn't gone completely woke. Uh, Viktor Orban won the last election, despite, despite the United States interfering in that election, trying to overthrow this guy who basically is a Christian. That's what they don't like about him. But um, I did not know that Tucker Carlson's father was a, a career diplomat. And I think he had something to do with Voice of America. Um, anyway, so Tucker was slamming our ambassador to Hungary, David Pressman, who is basically attacking his host country uh, over anti-LGBTQ policies. Now, it used to be when an ambassador went over to a country in Eastern Eastern Europe, they supported them uh, against the tyranny of the Soviet empire. Now they attack the same country for not being LGBTQ enough. Uh, so Tucker gave a speech and he basically said, um, here's what he said. This is not a power that's exporting something ugly to the rest of the world. This is a country concern, concerned with its own safety and prosperity. That's, in the words you used to hear a lot in the United States, a country that is minding its own business. And so even if you disagree, which for the record I do not, but even if I did, and I ran the State Department, I would say, you know, let's take a pass on Hungary. We've got bigger problems. But they can't. They hate Hungary. And they hate it not because of what it's done, but because of what it is. It's a Christian country and they hate that. And that's the truth. And nobody wants to say it, but it's true. And it's not a particularly provocative Christian country. I don't think most Hungarians go to church. 
It's not a theocracy. You're not required to believe in the catechism to live here. It's nothing like that. It's a soft Christian country, the softest ever. 300 years ago, people would look at modern Hungary and say, that's not a Christian country. But by modern standards, it's one of the last countries that identifies as a nation built on Christian precepts. Again, not imposing them on anyone else. But that is enough to incite our policymakers in the United States. And that is exactly why they hate Russia, by the way. I'm not a fan of Russia. And if I was, I wouldn't admit it to a Hungarian audience. <laughs> when I hear Orban described as a Putin suck-up, I think, really? That image of Orban being pushed against a police car with a baton to his neck by Soviet-backed policemen comes to mind. Yeah, this, he's probably not pro-Russian, just guessing. The left is going absolutely nuts because Tucker is in negotiations to, uh, to interview Vladimir Putin. Um, now, we've talked about this a thousand times. Um, there are reasons why certain countries do the things they do. And a lot of it is based on um, on their history. Russia was invaded. Soviet Union and Russia were invaded through Ukraine like three or four times. Let's not forget that Napoleon actually got to uh to Moscow and the Russians had to burn it uh, so there would be nothing there. Uh, let's not forget what happened in Leningrad. Two million people starved. So there are reasons these conflicts occur. Um, and it would be interesting, I think, for um, Vladimir Putin um, to be able to voice um, what he's willing to do in Ukraine, why he's there. I know everybody thinks he's a bad guy. And, you know, to our standards, of course, he's a bad guy. Um, but there are reasons things happen and you have to accept them instead of going good, bad, everything black and white. It's not that easy, especially in foreign policy. Now, <laughs> we could go on about Ukraine and, and Zelensky, but here's just one thing about the corruption there. Zelensky has now said that he's not going to hold elections uh, in Ukraine, which I think he has to via their constitution within six months or something like that, unless the United States and the West gives him $5 billion. Now, do you think, does anybody think that he's going to uh, receive $5 billion and not put it in his pocket or the pocket of his friends and hold a completely fair election. He's going to use all that $5 billion and make sure that there are lots of fact checkers and paper ballots. It's such horseshit, but yet we're so naive and stupid here in the United States and the West. We'll probably give him that $5 billion. And speaking of Ukraine, over the weekend, uh, Victor Shokin, you know, the prosecutor uh, who Joe Biden had fired, uh, um, spoke to Fox News. And he confirmed that he was fired uh, because he was getting too close to, Bur to Burisma and the graft and the corruption of Burisma and the shareholders in Burisma. We did a podcast on this a couple of years ago, and they were involved in a lot more than just in this gas company. Um, 
And um, so he confirmed all that. But he also he was asked, do you believe that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden got bribes? I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? Touche, Victor. That's what I got to say, Stu. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that news. We'll be curious <laughs> to see what goes on with Tucker and Xi Jinping. I want to continue to discuss the slovenly obese appearance of this 10, this um, 20 to 30 age group. Yeah. I, I want our readers to respond. Our readers, our viewers. How's that, Smith? If you got to the end of this video, let us know in the comments what you think is responsible for obesity amongst millennials. Right on. Well, I'll catch you later. Go get them. Bye.